thanks to the wonders of YouTube and many other music stations, it's the Bridgeport's own podcast. Final episode. Hoping that it's going to be a good one. I'm Carlos Ortega. And now what I'm going to discuss is the upcoming primaries in Bridgeport. And it's going to be tough. It could be a bloodbath. It just could be a blur. It could be anything out of the ordinary. But the one thing I have seen, and this is seen with my own two eyes, with my own two little lying eyes, is that people are off the deep end a little bit. And why? Why should they be off the deep end a little bit? It just reminds me that politics in itself is not the best business to be in. It really isn't. If you can't handle the world of politics, you shouldn't be in it. You shouldn't be running for office. I remember one time somebody told me, hey, run for your office in your district, city council. Why? I mean, what do I have to give? What do I have to offer to people in this district that I live in? I have no clue what it is, which tells me also I shouldn't be running if I don't know what the hell my district is. So I'm going to avoid it. I'd rather talk about it. And I'd rather talk about people like Alfredo Castillo being arrested for breach of peace. That's an accurate thing to report. It's accurate. He was arrested. He got arrested for threatening somebody. Breach of peace. And facts of the matter of this. I don't know what politicians are thinking about. They get a $9,000 stipend just to represent their district. $9,000. They have day jobs. You would think that a council, a city council, which holds the mayor's feet to the fire. And by the way, they don't do a good job of holding this mayor's feet to the fire. $9,000 ain't enough. I mean, it is a part-time job. Great. It's a great part-time job. You know, making up laws in the city, which, by the way, not a lot of people enforce. And they don't. So, why run? Why run for a seat that nobody, nobody with zero experience in politics should run for. I don't know. I really don't know. But they do it anyway. So, brings me to the upcoming primaries. And the one thing I'm going to look out for is what I mentioned earlier. This could be a bloodbath or this could be a blur. Because a lot of people are going to be held accountable for what has happened in this city. And what happened in this city, COVID, we're not getting uh, the necessary things that we need. We're not getting uh, our voices to be heard. Uh, we don't want an amphitheater. We don't want to pay this guy this much money for repairs on the amphitheater, all that other stuff. And it comes down to who do you trust the most? Who do you think is going to do the job for you? Who do you think in this nice square glass that you have 
It's a square glass. Not a lot of glasses are square. Square, I should say. Who do you trust to run this city? Because essentially that's what a city council does. They run the city. They have, even though it's a $9,000 stipend and it's pretty much not an unpleasant job to have because the majority of the people in the city council, as of this moment, they have regular jobs. They're like what the NFL were back in the day. They were working in insurance companies to make ends meet. They weren't getting paid a whole lot of money. And this job, city council person, man, woman, $9,000 a year as a stipend ain't much. You might as well just give me the whole check and let me put it in the bank. $9,000? Eh, put it in the bank. Why should I deal with $9,000 in when I get this law passed? Nobody enforces it. Nobody. Why should I have the wherefore-all to get all these laws passed? Why? It's a thankless job. But getting back to it, as I said, it could be a bloodbath. It could be a blur. Said that already. Many council people feet are going to be held to the fire. Many people are running in districts that have vulnerable people in it. Anita Martinez and Ernie Lahat Newton are two of the biggest primary suspects. No pun intended. They're running campaigns that pretty much uh, look like Donald Trump. Hey, this person. Uh, is a trafficker in humans. I never heard that before. Find me the proof that this person or that person is human trafficking and all kinds of other stuff. And about Ernie Newton, there's a lot of things that are accurate about Ernie Newton. Some things I don't know. From what people say, he's taking drugs. I don't know that for a fact. Somebody tell me. Is he? Is Ernie Newton actually still abusing drugs? Is he doing it on the sneak tip? I have no idea. I can't say for sure. But the one thing I could say for sure is this. If you're going to run a negative campaign, a negative campaign to down your opponents, you better be accurate with your facts. You have to be. And I don't care what district it is i don't give a flying shit who the hell is doing this but if you have accurate facts fine if you don't shut the fuck up the only reason why you're doing it is because you might lose and that's why i mentioned the bloodbath part because this is not pretty alfredo castillo could cost him his seat because he had to run in with the Public Facilities Director. I refer to him as Craig because I have no idea how to pronounce his last name. But he had him arrested. He filed a complaint. The complaint was valid according to the police. And he's in jail. Now, I don't know if he's in jail. He made bail. It was $1,000. He can't come up with 100 bucks. Then I'll call Ace Bail Bonds and they'll put it up there for you. But he has a charge against him. And why? Because he had to go ghetto. And I said it last week or a few weeks ago. Hey, you may have cost your seat in the city council. And I have no sympathy for you 
if your seat is now gone because you decided to go ghetto. Why go ghetto at a time like this? Why? Why go ghetto? Now, I don't know about any other city council seats. I do not know if there are vulnerabilities in those seats, but I do know one thing. Many city council people, including the president, are vulnerable. They are all out vulnerable. And the Democratic Town Committee is saying this. If you're vulnerable, you ain't getting jack from us. And that's how it's going to be. You're not going to get our support. You're not going to get our money. You're not going to get anything. So when people do things like that, like confront the public facilities director and so forth, breach of peace, get arrested, hey, I got to tell you, you ain't getting nothing from me. That's the Democratic Town Committee saying. And if you're Ernie the Hat Newton and Anita Martinez, you need to understand you had an arrest in a bar that you should not have had open, but it was during a pandemic and somebody got shot in your bar, went out to the street because you had him pushed out and he ultimately got killed. That happened on your watch. You can't deny that. You were arrested. You have to face charges after the election. That is undeniable. And that's why you are vulnerable. You are vulnerable because that happened. Not because of anybody else. Anything they say about you, hey, fine by me. Because how this thing works called politics. Hey, you can't escape it. You can't escape it. So what you're going to do is, is that you're going to have to, because in two weeks, people are going to put it one ear and out the other. That's why they're going to go to the polls. They're going to vote whoever they think will make a difference in their district. That's why. And fact of the matter is, and another thing I'm going to tell you, Tony Barr. The utmost hypocrite I've ever seen in my whole entire life. Last year, with all this going on, he was at the Keystone about the bar closing and the bar opening and so forth. Now he's had his name tagged on Facebook posts by Anita Martinez and Ernie Newton about situations with Maria Pereira. Now, to me, that's hypocritical. It certainly is. I don't want to see Ernie the Hat Newton and Anita Martinez affiliated with a guy who was standing outside the bar and saying, oh, this bar should never have been open. Not saying that he did that. But that, to me, is a face of hypocrisy by Tony Barr. An activist, now a bandwagon jumper, referring to Maria Pereira as Donald Trump. Oh, come on, please. Don't bring Donald Trump in this. Please don't. So the politics today in Bridgeport, you better get your shit together. Because if you don't, you ain't going to get reelected and you ain't getting that $9,000 stipend. It ain't going to happen. So in the words of me, 
Get your shit together. More after this. Hurricane Ida, Tropical Storm Ida, whatever you want to call Ida, it did a lot of damage. And for people who are non-believers that the climate is changing, and we had a flash flood, think twice about it, because you need to understand that this planet our planet we fucked it up is going to hell in a handbasket and all this rain all these hurricanes you'll probably see it in the winter time we might get more blizzards this winter than we ever expected and that is something that you have to be mindful about Hey, it's possible more than ever before. And for people who think, ah, it's it's a weather pattern change year after year. Hey, remember six years ago, it was 70 degrees in the Northeast? 70. That's not a joke. That is happening. It didn't get cold until January. And we rarely saw snow. So, understand this. Climate change is a real thing. And people could be deniers. They could be all this other stuff. They could say, oh, temperatures are changing. It's a yearly pattern thing. No. I'm sorry. The scientists are in equal agreement. This is not a joke. And if you saw what happened with Hurricane Ida and the Tropical Depression Ida that we had, we had flash floods. When was the last time we had a flash flood watch? Torrential rains, up to five inches of rain. Think about this. Five inches of rain is the equivalent of 60 inches of snow. 60 inches of snow because 12 inches is one foot. If you know your geometry or anything that has to do with mathematics, correct. Five feet, 60 inches of snow. That only happens in upstate New York. Canada. All this is happening here. Now, right now we're in fall. We're almost into fall. But let's say, let's just say for argument, 
we get this big, massive blizzard in the wintertime. Massive. And the meteorologists say, we're going to get at least between three to five feet of snow. What are you going to do? You're going to stay outside and you know, blow the snow away with your snowblower? I mean, come on, people. You got to get it together. It's not funny anymore. Our climate is not a joke. You can't just sit there and say, hey, it's not as bad as you think it is. It is. It's very bad. And somehow, there's still the deniers. Deny, deny, deny. And like I said, that's fine. You can continue to deny. Deny everything. But here's one thing you can't deny. This past week, we had between three and five feet of inches, I beg your pardon, of rain. And that's no joke. We had flash floods. We had eroded beaches throughout the Sound, Seaside Park, and so forth. Beach erosion. Beach erosion. That's what they call it. That didn't come out of thin air. This has been going on for years. And there are a lot of climate changes deniers. And they're out there saying, hey, Carlos, you know, calm down, relax. It's only the. But here's one thing. How could you deny even the forest fires that are going on? Can't deny that. They're still going on. And Hurricane Ida was just a clear cut indication that all this is real. Not fake. I'm not the uh, diamond and silk girls who still think Trump's going to be president one month ago. Or the my pillow guy who also thought Trump was going to take over on August the 13th. No, that didn't happen. This is something that's happening now. This is going on. This is real. This is not something that you have to take and take it with a with all the knowledge and information that you can get and use it to your advantage and tell people this is going on. This is no accident. As I said earlier, we fucked this planet up. And some people think, hey, let's go to Mars and do what? Fuck that planet up too? No. There's only one planet Earth. Other nations are taking care of their part of the world. United States of America? Hey, nobody gives a shit. No, they don't. They don't give a shit at all. They don't give a shit if three to five inches of rain falls. They don't care if... Uh, High winds, tornadoes are more frequent. More hurricanes are going to be more frequent. More forest fires are going to be more frequent. You know, and don't blame it on people throwing a cigarette butt out there and saying, hey, no. This is real. This is happening for a reason. And the reason is we fucked this planet up. 
We literally fucked this planet up. We totally fucked it up put to a point where we should just fuck it up more. Why not fuck it up more? And we did. We just totally fucked this planet up. Literally. From years on end, we fucked it up. And so what do we do about it? Well, it's not too late, according to some people. We need to do something fast, quickly. Because there is no way out of this. No way. And we have to do our part. We have to tell people, look, this is going to be what it is. This is what happened. This is what's going to happen. And this will happen if we don't take action. And if we don't take action, somebody else will. And it's unfortunate that we have to do it like this because it just goes to show that even a tropical depression like Ida, hurricane in New Orleans, the deep south is all messed up. They're not going to get power for another week. And then it rolls up into Connecticut and we get all this rain, some wind, a lot of water. And guess what? There's still the deniers. They'll deny to the dying day. But we have to do something like immediately. We're beyond the point of no return. And nobody is not going to do anything about it. Politicians on Capitol Hill say, hey, fixing the environment costs a lot of money. So what? How about giving up your health care for the environment? Want to do that? You want to do that? Want to try that for a little bit? Try that. But our environment is in peril. It has been in peril for quite a long time. And for you and anybody else who say, oh, it's no big deal. It is. It is a humongous deal. Because you made it a humongous deal. You did. By ignoring the science. Scientists are wrong. They get X amount of dollars to say anything. But guess what? They were right. And Hurricane Ida, Tropical Depression Ida, which came our way, are a prime example of we need to get the science and the people, the politicians, all of them on the same page. Because this is not going to be easy. They say we have to get the tough stuff together. All of the tough stuff. Our climate is very tough. Our climate needs to be fixed up. Because like I said earlier, we fucked it up right from the get. And nobody can't deny that. And if Many other people say, no, we didn't do it like that. 
We didn't fuck it up like that. Yes, you did. And I'm talking about me too. I got to do my part. So everybody, do your part and please go to your legislators. Say, get this and that passed so we won't have tropical depressions like Ida fucking us up again. I will be right back. This past week on ESPN's First Take, they bid adieu Max Kellerman. Now, there's so many reasons why I found this pretty, not upsetting to me, but pretty predictable at ESPN. They get people there who are largely entertaining, and that's what you want in a sportscaster or a person who can debate issues with. But there comes a point in time where being loud and boisterous doesn't cut it anymore. And it also comes to a point where having a guy who's been giving plenty of power at ESPN, not like a previous person who had her show canceled and now reporting the NBA as she should be, there came a point in time where Max Kellerman's days were numbered. And I love Max. Great in boxing. I love boxing. He tells a lot of facts about boxing. I love it. He does talk sports well. He has his own radio show now with Keyshawn Johnson and Jason Williams, or Jay Williams has they call him. But this rings like something out of a uh, power play. First take never was never first take. It was a debate stage, Skip Bayless, Woody Page, and so forth on cold pizza many years ago. And the bottom line is, it became what it is today, first take. And now, it pretty much is Stephen A. Smith versus the world. And Stephen A. Smith is going to debate everybody. Bring him on. Bring him on. Kendrick Perkins, Tim Tebow. Bring him all on. Okay. Bring them all on. There comes a point in time where Stephen A. Smith is not going to have anybody to debate. That's how it is. You want all these people to debate? Go ahead. Bring them on. Bring them on. Let's have fun. Let's have Stephen A. Smith debate everybody. That's not Max Kellerman. That's why Max Kellerman is not there. And there is a reason why, in my opinion, Max Kellerman is not there. And the reason why it is, is because somebody who pretty much called out Stephen A. Smith on something without intentionally doing it, but he did. And that person happens to be Terrell Owens. And its whole situation with Colin Kaepernick, the why he didn't uh, give any workouts to NFL teams, how come he didn't agree to any terms, all that stuff. But he was called out on it. And now Terrell Owens called out Stephen A. Smith on something. 
And here it is. You mentioned, obviously, Max is going to get in here. And like I said, I'm in the streets. Max almost seems blacker than you, Stephen A., <laughs> with, 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 with what he, with, with he's Tom coming, Tom you know, Tom with his commentary. Tom, 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 with all due respect, my brother. You don't, <laughs> I'm just you, saying, dog. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. I'm, I'm just a, saying. I'm going to check you right now. You don't. That right there is why Max Kellerman is not at first take. You see how uh, defensive Stephen A. Smith was by that comment by Terrell Owens? He was calling timeout, 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 trying to recover from the comment that Terrell Owens made about him. Max Kellerman is almost as black as you. He took the heart to that. He didn't like it. And it comes a point in time where you, as a person, have to react to that. And the bottom line is, he didn't take too kindly to it. He didn't. That's why Max Kellerman is not at first take. That's why he's not there. And I'm guessing, just guessing, that there are many athletes, African-American, that really don't go to Stephen A. Smith for information and knowledge about certain things. Maybe they do go to other people at ESPN and at other networks, and they would rather not have Stephen A. Smith as a person that you can go to and speak on this. As a matter of fact, I think Stephen A. Smith doesn't even go to the players. He goes to management. That's why he's not at Max Kellerman on first take. That comment, as far as I'm concerned, put Stephen A. Smith over the top. And it was by a former athlete. And here's more. I'm just saying. Tommy, 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 wait a minute. You don't cross the line. First of all, like I said, you, Colin Kaepernick, <laughs> Eric Reed, any of y'all that want to debate me in front of black people and talk about what's best for black people, name the time and place, I'll show up. I don't want to hear, what's the definition of blackness? Is there a definitive definition of blackness? Why are you giving the impression that because I don't march lockstep with every single thing that Colin Kaepernick wants? Okay, excuse me, hold on, wait a minute. I'm not agreeing with everything that Colin Kaepernick has done. I'm not saying that, but... He's not saying that, but he is saying that. And, you know... Stephen A. Smith's views is his own. That's it. But that comment really got him upset. It got him upset and is the reason why, again, Max Kellerman is not at first take. In many ways, good for Max Kellerman. He's going to have his own morning talk show with Keyshawn Johnson and Jay Williams. He does Max unboxing. He'll give an opinion on boxing. Good for him. But that comment in itself, Max is more blacker than you. That's why he's not at first take. Hey, somebody could debate it with me. Somebody could say that what you're saying is bullshit. But it's true. How do you not think that's not true? And again, he I agree with him also. He doesn't have to walk lockstep with Anything that has to do with anything in sports. He doesn't have to. But that pissed him off. That totally pissed him off. And he wanted to set the record straight. 
Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Not a thing wrong with that. And not everybody is going to agree. But hey, why is Max Kellerman not at first take? Why isn't he on first take this coming week? Last few days, he had to go in front of everybody and say, this is my last day. Stephen A. Smith makes $12 million a year. He is getting a lot of pull at ESPN. As a matter of fact, how come he didn't use that pull to have Maria Taylor stay on at ESPN? Just saying. But that comment that he made really, really is the reason why Max Kellerman is not on first take. And he's going to do a lot of stuff at ESPN. Great. But it doesn't change the fact that that Terrell Owens comment really stuck to his crawl. And it still is. He can have him on ESPN's first take many more times. But that really stuck to him. You said, but okay. you just sat up there and used an expression, more blacker. Excuse me, I'm from Hollis, Queens, New York City. You ain't, the, you, ain't the only, you ain't the only brother out there that's in the streets. I'm in the streets well, every day. I, I get it. And I'm a, a matter, so let's be very clear, and you damn well know that's the truth. And so my point to you is this. Again, I'm not going to disrespect you. I'm not going to go that route. But based on just what you just said, this is supposedly Stephen A., and T.O. going at one another. Did you know that I invited Colin Kaepernick to give him this platform for the entire two hours? I said you can edit the damn show. You can have it live. We can talk whatever you want to talk. The floor is yours. I also gave that invitation to Eric Reed. I know people at other networks that has given Colin Kaepernick that same thing. They disagreed with him to some degree. Are you questioning their blackness too? Come on, man. That, no, there's certain things that's like crossing said, the line. Dude, that's, that, I mean, you're taking it as disrespect. There's no disrespect. There's no disrespect just, to that? No, not a, dude. It's tongue in cheek, but at the same time, like I said, like I said, I'm in the streets. Like I said, I hear and what's going I. on. And like, as I said, like I said, you don't have to agree. I don't totally agree with some of the things. As I, as I, te- as I texted you the other day, he could have articulated to or, or expressed his. And that's what happened. That's how it all ended. That's the YouTube video of what happened. Tongue-in-cheek, whatever. I don't know if he invited Colin Kaepernick for the whole two hours. That's what he says. I'll take him at his word. But the facts are this. He took what he says, whether Terrell Owens says it was tongue-in-cheek, about as serious as you can. Very seriously. Questioning his blackness. Thinking Max is more blacker than he is. And again, people would disagree with me. But that's why Max Kellerman is not on first take. That's why Stephen A. Smith is debating whomever on first take, which I kind of, hey, he wants to do it like that, fine. Let him debate anybody he wants to. And they're very factual. ESPN has given Stephen A. Smith a lot, and I mean a lot of power at that network. And he used it to his fullest to get rid of one of their best personalities over a comment, maybe tongue-in-cheek or not, but to me, was pretty real.
I want to clear something up. Alfredo Castillo turned himself into the Bridgeport Police Department. So we want to state that for the record. Season 2 is in the books. I will see you on Season 3. And hopefully, it'll be better than Season 2. It's the Bridgeport's own podcast, Season 24. Not Season 24. Episode 24 is in the books. See you later.